Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper podcast. Your host, Gregorio Leone, will have smart discussion with experts, thought leaders and friends on customer experience, transformation, innovation and leadership. I hope you will enjoy the next episode. Ladies and gentlemen, today is really, really a big pleasure. I have Vincent Placer avec moi. Hi, Vincent. How are you? Hi, Gregorio. Fine. Very happy to talk to you today. Thank you very much. I'm really happy to have again a great ambassador from the European Customer Experience Organization with me to start a discussion. Today, it will be all about uh, cost management and how to interact and work with this, uh, with this cost in order to, and I'm quoting what you already told me, to get more for the equal or equal for the less. And I think it will be outstanding. But before we deep dive in this, in this topic, uh, Vincent, could you please introduce yourself? Okay, so uh, uh, Vincent, I am uh, uh, in charge of uh, an agency in France with, with, which is dealing with uh, uh, customer experience, uh, bo- bo- working both in the consulting thing, uh, uh, field and also in the customer feedback management. We have a SaaS platform to, uh, to handle that. So we are very focused on customer experience and customer relationship. The company has uh, more than 18 years of existence and I joined uh, six years ago. Uh, now and uh, uh, that's uh, exactly that and I'm working on the client marketing field for about 20 years working in the telecommunication industry and the, the, the consulting field for, uh, for all these years. Thank you very much uh, Vincent and this was if somebody was looking for that uh, the explanation uh, how much experience Vincent has in this field and in this topic and therefore I'm really thrilled to start the discussion but before we discuss about uh, your daily job uh, one question or some questions on the European Customer Experience Organization why do you think it makes sense to have an European organization um I am participating in some uh, local association, but I think it's very important to also have uh, uh, pan-European clubs where we can exchange ideas with other countries. Even if there are some some part of the customer experience that may be very um, uh, specific to to any culture, it's important also to see uh, other experience and see how you can transfer some part because there are some very fine ideas that can come from Sweden, from Italy, from Spain. Some of them may not be applicable to the the French market sometimes, but some other could well be a very good, uh, a very good uh, practice that you can, uh, you can adapt. And the idea of sharing in a, in a European uh, club is very interesting. And um, what, when uh, uh, Ricardo and the, some of the, uh, of the ambassador came, the idea was also to say, okay, uh, a lot of the, of the production about customer experience is laid by uh, United States, which is uh, great. They have great content, but um, having something which uh, a, a kind of uh, group producing uh, rich content at the European level, I think it really matters. And that's why I wanted to join the, this initiative. 
Uh, it, it totally makes sense because at the end we have also different cultural setup. Not saying what is better or what is worse, but it's it's different, and therefore it's it's important also to share knowledge, information, and really great example about European uh, Europe because we have this example, and it totally makes sense to 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 share them. And um, you have, uh, let's say, additional to your daily job this great title ambassador of the European Customer Experience Organization. What is the role of an ambassador in this community? Um, the role of the ambassador is, of course, to um, make um, uh, the, the association uh, to be more uh, famous uh, in your local market. So uh, for, uh, um, for my case, I am ambassador for the French uh, for the French uh, part. So I, I, when I have business uh, contacts in my daily job, I, um, I present to uh, the people I work with uh, the association to say, okay, if you want to join, there is a great opportunity to have a uh, community uh, working around customer experience in Europe. So advocating the, uh, the, um, the, 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 the community. And at the same time, uh, in a joint effort with all other ambassadors, trying to, to work on how to develop uh, that. So uh, bringing some support when there are some, uh, some uh, events, some uh, conference, bringing, uh, try to bring ideas. Of course, it's always a challenge because we know that time is limited. And sometimes joining in a podcast and uh, discuss with uh, very uh, experienced people too. Uh, thank you very much. And this is always what I am say, saying, and therefore I cannot repeat that because you said that, but this is uh, the big opportunity that I have as a member to, to speak with the ambassador. I spoke with people from Spain, Enrique, from Switzerland, Federico, with you in, uh, in France, and, and it's really great to have such discussion because... Uh, it's at, at, at the end, we learn from each other. And, and this is the, the, the outstanding part of being part of such a, a community. Now, also, thank you very much to the, thanks to the European Customer Experience Organization. We can discuss on how to reduce the cost of a remote customer relationship. And I think this is um, something really, really interesting, but it's extremely important nowadays let's say we can say during COVID or after COVID, depending from the different views, but at, and we are also coming to the end of the year. It means uh, the pressure on cost increase and increase and increase. Perhaps could you start sharing what are your thoughts around this topic and why it makes sense to look at the cost in, 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 in customer relationship? Yeah, um, but it's interesting. We see it in our um, assignment. We have many clients that are very uh, um, uh, interesting in developing their customer experience, but you cannot say, even if it is, a, it is something that will bring value in the end to your business, you cannot have unlimited resources to develop it. It's not possible to have in a company, we say, okay, you have unlimited resources. Um, you, can, you can spend how much you want on, uh, with regard to this topic. You can have large resources, medium resources, small resources, but never unlimited. So um, we start to, to discuss with some of our, of our clients who, who said, okay, um, I am spending uh, the right amount uh, to what extent I could have even a better experience with what I with what I spend because sometimes you may have invest in something that does not produce the result you expect. So the idea is not to say 
customer experience is a cost center, which is not, uh, not at all my opinion. It's to say, okay, with the budget I have, how can I do the best I can? So either I want to have, as we say, more for less, which is to say a more for equal, which is to say, okay, I want to, I have this amount of 100% of my budget. I want to have a better quality where I should invest a little bit more, where I should divest a little bit, which is a first topic. Or I say, okay, I'm happy with the customer experience that the, the, the customer are, are having today in, in our company. It is the standard we wanted to reach. Could I do it for a little bit less? And which are the two situations in which we are dealing with this idea of uh, uh, finding the right level of investment in your company compared to the customer experience and the customer satisfaction you want to reach? And that is a trade-off which is interesting. And it is a very tough question because at the beginning of the customer experience paradigm, we start with, with some ideas where money doesn't count. Yeah, okay. For a, for a while, money didn't count, but really soon, finance, financial de department come back and say, hey, guys, uh, we are spending now hundreds of, uh, of um, um, kilo euro or uh, millions and where that it goes, how much at the end of the day we make in terms of additional sales or so. Um, it's interesting to, 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 to have the topic. And I'm very sure that the, at the end, because we measure that on, on the other end, that investing in the customer experience leads to business value creation uh, uh, in the medium and long run. Yes, and it, it totally makes sense. And um, I really like how you, you started this discussion. Two, three comments from my side. First of all, it's uh, cost management because it's what you are speaking about. It's not only for uh, uh, companies that are facing issues, but are also for companies that are growing. Because if your number of customers, let's say, increasing also linearly, you cannot increase the number of employees working in your, uh, in your company also in this way. Because at the end, you cannot always increase 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 and therefore cost management is ex extremely important and speaking about customer experience or customer service at the end customer customer these these departments are not cost center because this is the old-fashioned idea that they are cost center these departments create value they can be really a value generating engine of the business because they have contact inter interactions with the customer they can speak with them they understand the customer and all these these, these relevant topics i wrote also a chapter in in one book uh, customer experience three about um, value generation in, in customer service but uh, now it's your interview and i know that you have also framework how you proceed uh, doing this analysis could you please share that with us yeah, um, so th th this is an issue we, we, we have uh, at uh, several assignments uh, on that. The first thing which is important to, to know is that we have lost a little bit in the company we, we see now the cost to uh, the idea of the cost to serve uh, uh, a customer. Generally, when we start to speak with uh, people they say, okay, we would like to have a, a better experience for the same cost, but we say, okay, uh, how much do you spend? And 
the, the answer we get is different from uh, company to company. Some are only counting the, uh, um, the amount of the money they give to their external partner in uh, client service and say, that's the amount of my uh, customer relationship. And we say, okay, are you sure? And the people that are managing them, do you count them? The, the IT development you have made to have the tools, do you count in them? So, so we have started to produce a framework, which is not something that we will say it's a, a, a standout for everybody, but just a process to say, okay, let's, have, let's try to have a right starting point to say, okay, how much do you invest in customer experience and customer relationship, taking into account digital uh, transversally to the organization and start to say, okay, and, and compare it with the number of customer you are dealing with or the number of sales you are making each day or the number of interaction and to say, okay, with this number, which is now uh, on the table, how are we happy with that? For example, if we say, okay, we invest, uh, I don't know, 150 euros per year for uh, managing the customer experience and customer relationship with the client. Are we happy with 150? If we, if we have a business of maybe, uh, I don't know, um, a revenue of 1,500, we would say, okay, why, why not? Fine. If we have revenue of only 300, we'd say, okay, maybe it's high uh, at the end. Uh, so where are, are we sure? So that's the idea to have the first number and say, how we happy with this number? Where are we expecting this number? Are we happy with it? And now what, where we go? And that's the first step to be sure that everybody in the company is aligned and, know, and, and nobody would say, that is not what we invest in that. That's the first starting point, very important. Basic, it's not rocket science. It's just try to uh, have a good perimeter. Uh, um, I know that you love the, the sport. It's like the, the, it, it, it's like the ground field for the soccer play. We, we know where the ground field is now. And now we say, okay, when we move, where would we want to move in, into that? So yes. that's the first start. No, that, I, I think it it's totally makes sense. And uh, what 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 you are saying with with my with with my words is you need to measure that because what you are not measuring you cannot improve, you cannot uh, uh, check, and you cannot control. And therefore, it, it totally makes sense. Yeah. And uh, and basically, sorry for interrupting you. Exactly no, what no. what you are saying. Um, you define what to measure and what are the next steps. Yeah. Um... So when we have this, this starting point, we, we identify generally three broad levels in which you can optimize, optimize your, uh, your, uh, your um, uh, cost uh, for uh, client service and customer experience. The first one is um, around contact avoidance. Um, so um, in the customer interaction you are dealing with, they may have, some of them that have neither value for you as a company and for your client. For example, the typical example in retail, customer calling just to know where, when are uh, a store open uh, does not make me any joy in my day as a customer. And uh, at the same time for the company, it's a very basic answer I want to have. So um, of course, it's a very uh, easy example, but there are some other uh, where you can find that you could uh, manage the interaction, delivering the same experience at the end of the day by finding some way 
to eliminate those um, low value interactions. So that's the first step to say, okay, at the end, it costs less because we don't, don't handle anymore uh, with human this low value interaction. My customers are not less happy because we, are, we have kept all the medium and high value interaction and that with that we don't change. So that's the first level. And it's, a, it's something where, where you look at the journey uh, around the steps, you look at the interaction you have and you, and you question either internally or coming back to, the, to your client, do you, do you feel it is important to talk with us right at, at this point? And when you see that the majority say, the value is not so impressive and we don't expect to be delighted there, you could say, okay, could I find some digital alternative that would help or simplify my journey so that this question don't even raise anymore. So that's the two way to have this first. So that's a first area where you can uh, improve. And um, I think it, it totally makes sense back to, to what I wrote. And it's exactly the same. What you are saying is the value irritant matrix. You need to identify the interaction that creates values and you handle this interaction in a different way than the interaction that are irritating. And exactly what you are saying from both point, uh, point of view, from the company point of view, but also, uh, also from the customer point of view. And based on that, then you can focus on, on really generating value. One topic it's cost avoidance. Are other topics that you are you touch base? Yeah. So the second layer where you where you can find some way to uh, deliver uh, an, an, um, an, uh, the same experience for uh, uh, for lower cost is to go to the operational excellence in your operation. So um, what we see is that sometimes by looking at the way you handle your processes, um, looking uh, deeply in the way you are organized, uh, looking on the way you are training people, uh, give them the, the right tools and so on. There are areas to improve the speed, uh, the, the quality of the, the service you deliver for um, a more optimized, cost at the end. So again, the idea is not to say uh, customer experience costs too much. The idea is to say we don't have to overpay for it uh, at a, a certain level because the money we could save there could be invested in something in a more premium services elsewhere. So the idea, again, is not to say we want to, to cut costs just for the sake of cutting costs. It's to say we want to be efficient enough to, be, to have resources to, 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 to make them somewhere else. So on the, on the operational excellence, um, strong improvements realize in process. We have uh, in our company some uh, process engineers that are working to uh, really redesign some processes. And sometimes you see that you can save a lot of time internally even improving the quality that you serve uh, at the end because it's, it's less um, costly, but also it's, it's more um, quick and the customer is also happy when you say, okay, it, it goes quicker at the end. So there are, so organization, process, tools, and people on operational excellence. Of course, it's not easy because there are many 
uh, here there are many examples of things you can do, but um, it's really a second part of your uh, uh, operational excellence uh, and a way to optimize your uh, cost of uh, uh, customer experience and customer relationship. Clear. This is extremely important, and you are mentioning also about quality. Quality helps externally with customer because if you don't make mistakes, you don't have interactions. And on the other side, also internally because if everybody needs to take a task, an interaction, or something in the end twice or three times, then it costs and it brings no value added. Normally, the the best thing are always three, and you mentioned two pillars. Is there a third pillar that you would like to share with us? At the end, also uh, uh, another opportunity to you can consider is uh, regarding, uh, especially for uh, uh, customer interaction management, you can go to the externalization of some part of the ID. And what is interesting in in our discussion, it's it's that sometimes it is the first driver to 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 to, to what people are thinking. The idea is to say it's. Uh, a driver, but it's not uh, the only driver. So it's uh, interesting. So you can have an external partner that can brings you, um, uh, that can handles for you part of your uh, customer interaction in the journeys. Either it is only a, a, a local partner. You can have some for some interaction. You could also decide to go near shore or uh, something like that to optimize the cost to handle. Um, this interaction in a way that is more efficient for you and uh, is um, uh, suited to the quality you want to quality you want to deliver. And this kind of partner can sometimes brings you also some expertise, some additional tools, or things like that. So it's not just only about the cost. It could also be a partner that has some experience and some people that are more trained than the one you have inside your company because they are. Some, some of them have a thousand of people that are only handling un- uh, customer interaction. So they may be a little bit more efficient than the one, the team of 10 or 12 people you have inside because uh, you don't have the critical mass to be as efficient as them. So that's not only about cost, it's also about uh, being efficient uh, there. Um, but that's also a level. And, and the idea is not to say there is one of these levels that is better than the other. The idea is to say, Let's make an audit uh, of your situation and see where you can, where we can play. The, if the contact of the part has already been tackled, okay, maybe there is no more improvement there. Now, la, now let's look to the operational excellence. Let's see the opportunity to outsource some of the of the team and see if it's relevant for you. And the idea is to say, okay, we we are agnostic. We don't want to have a preferred level. We we say uh, what's best for you. Exactly. And I think from, from my point of view, speaking about outsourcing, this is one opportunity. But at the end, you need to know what you want to measure because you need to define as a company what are your targets, first of all. Secondly, it's important also to, to work on the contact avoidance because it doesn't make sense to to split or send all the contacts to the outsourcing partner if you can avoid such discussion and operational excellence if you improve your processes then also your outsourcing partner can work in a proper way can work better and then at the end you have again again cost perhaps for less cost perhaps for less but at the end you really need 
to work on operational excellence, to have fixed the issues that you have, and then you can also outsource. Uh, it, uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to share an example because uh, of course I cannot quote uh, exactly the um, the client because it's conf uh, confidential. But um, uh, for a company we uh, we worked with, we identified more than twenty percent of um, of cost saving that were available for them, even with some improvement in their. Uh, um, uh, customer satisfaction. So, uh, we, uh, it was a situation where this topic hadn't been looked at for for a while, and they could even do uh, less cost for more experience because there there were some huge improvement and and so on. And when we start working with them, when we look at the budget and the cost per interaction, we say, guys, you are not working in that field, but your cost per interaction is higher than lux luxury maison we are working with, and you don't deliver an experience at that standard at all. So uh, the problem was there. So if you are delivering the same experience, you would say, I'm fine, that was my ambition, okay. But it was not the case. So uh, so, uh, so that was a starting point where there were massive work to do and we worked with them for about one, uh, one short year, uh, but there were a lot of things to do and they, they could uh, have all the three levers activated they could avoid contact but be better organized and they could outsource some of their activity thank you very much i think this is the great closure of this second part of the discussion now we are coming to the third part of the discussion and this we would like to learn a bit more about you vincent the first question i would like to ask is is there a book that you would like to suggest to the audience because you are saying this helped me during my career or and my development mm. Um, so I didn't prepare the question, but I have a book. I, uh, so I would present a book I am uh, I'm reading right now because it's related some uh, to uh, to um, to the customer experience because it's uh, uh, a book called uh, Noise, which is uh, from uh, Professor Dr. Daniel Kahneman, which is an uh, economic Nobel Prize and a French uh, professor, which is Olivier Siboni. Uh, and this um, book shows uh, and goes into the judgment errors. And they show that as human, we tend to rely on some processes, like for example, judging, uh, putting some grades, rankings, even jury in some, uh, in some price. And many of these uh, judgments may be flawed sometimes and they, um, they present that. And they, they also present some ways to try to rationalize and help to, to, be a, to have a judgment process, uh, which is better. So that's one of, uh, of, the, of the book uh, I, I, I would recommend. And not a joke, but one of the book uh, I like is um, a statistics manual from uh, the US because the, 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 the textbook from the US are, are very good, which is a, a called basic statistics from Wanakot and Wanakot, which is a, a very classic in the US, uh, an old textbook I have worked on. And I think that sometimes when we look at the customer experience field, we may have a tendency to look very much at the qualitative issue, which is very important and so on. But sometimes being able to make some quite quick calculation, uh, having some uh, 
uh, idea of what is an average, what is a what is a um, uh, uh, a way to uh, analyze an NPS figure? Is it representative? Isn't something you can completely avoid? So uh, uh, I would say that for me, I am I am coming from the data science. Uh, even if at that time it was not called data science, it was called data mining and so on. Uh, I am always happy to look back at those statistical uh, problems I had and try to, to be aware that we need to be very careful with numbers in our daily life. Thank you very much. I think these are two outstanding books. Um, if somebody would like to connect with you, what's the best way? Uh, if somebody wants to connect with you, I am uh, very present on LinkedIn. So uh, on LinkedIn, you find all my contact uh, details. So uh, anybody can reach me uh, via LinkedIn. And generally, when we, uh, when everybody, uh, when someone reach me to uh, engage conversation, I try to respond to 100% of this solicitation. Of course, uh, those who are just presenting their product with no idea to exchange, I am less uh, responsive to, to to that as everybody. But uh, always happy to exchange. Uh, with a new uh, new person coming from uh, uh, either uh, France or other country. Thank you very much. And uh, Vincent is also active on the European Customer Experience Organization, and you can contact him also through this uh, platform. Exactly, exactly. Uh, the Mighty Networks apps can also be a way to uh, to uh, to be reached uh, quite easily. We have a mailbox. Uh, inside the app so I can also be joined uh, this way uh, as well. Thank you very much and the last question is the golden nugget question um, it's something that we discussed or something new that you would like to leave to the audience. Yeah. One of the golden nuggets is to say um, uh, join the DCXO community. Uh, if you have not already met, uh, done that. Uh, join the community. Come to come to uh, uh, the the forum. Share ideas. Ask questions. It's very important that we have uh, some some issues around that. That's the um, the main um, call to action. I wanted to close uh, our discussion today. Thank you very much, Vincent. It was really a great pleasure. We discussed a really important topic. Also, now that we are coming to the end of the year and everybody is speaking and looking at cost and also preparing the, yeah. the forecast for, for next year, I think uh, the solution or what Vincent told us, it's really important and really relevant in customer experience. I hope that the audience enjoyed this discussion as much as I did because it was really a great discussion. Thank you very much, Vincent. Thank you very much, Gregorio. Have a, have a good day. And uh, thank you for your support to the ECXO uh, Association. Thank you very much. And also, uh, I wish you a great day. It was an outstanding discussion. Grazie mille. Arrivederci. <laughs> Merci. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it. Share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget. We are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you!